Hi, this is John. Every once in a while, a film comes along that changes the landscape of cinema and challenges the viewer. That film is Armageddon from 1998, directed by Michael Bay. Those of you who know me know how much I love this film, and I've talked about it glowingly on podcasts and shows over the last couple of years. And somehow, some way, I convinced Steve Morris to talk about it on The Cinephiles. We explore the production history, give you some info on some inside stories, and we talk about the casting as well. And what a cast. Incredible talent from Bruce Willis, Billy Bob Thornton, Liv Tyler, and Ben Affleck, to Keith David, Will Patton, Steve Buscemi, Owen Wilson, and the late great Michael Clark Duncan, to name a few. It's a fantastic film. It's one that I absolutely enjoy. Now, Steve isn't as big of a fan, so this made for an interesting episode. So strap into your shuttle seat and make sure the seatbelt is on tight because you're not going to want to miss a thing. This week, Armageddon on the Cinephiles. Welcome once again to the Cinephiles, where each week we enter the world of a great film. We explore its themes. It's we enter the. I don't know, man. <laughs> what? What's going on? I don't know. Do we enter a world of a great film? Yes, we are entering the world of a great film. Is that film. what we're doing today? Yes, we are doing that. Today. You want to tell them what the movie is? Yes. Welcome, everybody. Uh, well, first, that's Steve Morris. I'm John Roca, and we are talking about Armageddon today. Michael Bay's Armageddon, starring Ben Affleck, Bruce Willis, uh, Billy Bob Thornton, Keith, da- oh, David Keith, Keith David. Well, I always get those two confused. I think uh, it's Keith David, but Keith yes, David? it is con- I, the same thing. Liv Tyler, Owen Wilson, Steve Buscemi, uh, William For- was it William Forsythe, William Fickner, Fickner, a- yeah. and and a bunch of other awesome NASA people. And I can't wait to talk about it. This was a little bit under protest for me. <laughs> so, so you know, on the cinema, we've talked about a lot of different movies. We have. And there have been some movies that were really my movie and some movies that were really more John's movie. Right. And there were some movies that, in fact, there's one that we recently recorded. I don't know what's going to air first. Yeah. That one of us had never even seen. Until, the, until, until, yeah. until doing the recording. Right, right. Um, but this movie is one that we feel very differently about. Yes, we do. <laughs> and uh, and it's not that there's not a lot of great filmmaking to talk about in here. No, it's not there that is. there's not a, a lot of uh, great uh, acting, great ensemble cast. There is. But whether or not this is a great film, we're going we're gonna to get into that. That's right. And here's my argument. For those of you who don't know, it has a DVD Criterion collection. And we all know Criterion does not do collections on films that are terrible. They don't. And so Armageddon got a criteria. It's never got transferred over into Blu-ray, but it does exist in DVD form. Because they put one out, that makes it a great film? Uh, if it says Criterion Collection, There's I assume great. it's a great film. Yeah. Well, it certainly has things to talk about. Yes, it does. Um, so, John, let's find out. How did you first come to Armageddon? I went to see it. I remember the night I went to see it. I went to see it with my best friend, Maurice Jones, from back home in Virginia, who's still my best friend. Uh, uh, we went to an 8 o'clock showing, or 9 o'clock showing, of Armageddon. I had to talk him into it. We went and saw it at the AMC Potomac Mills, and I absolutely loved, loved, loved the film. 
he hated it. And so it's always <laughs> been it's always been a bone of contention with us. And I imagine there are a lot of people that feel the way you do, Steve, that it's not a good film or a film that they like. But I I think this is a very great film in terms of the genre that it exists in, which is the destruction genre the, or whatever you want the to call disaster, it. The disaster yeah. genre, yeah. I think it's the best one of all the disaster genres. Um, I have to think through all the disaster movies. Beside the uh, adventure. <laughs> um, well, that's what we've talked about getting yeah, to. Yeah, we will get to um, that. It's funny. I... I went to see it in the Chinese theater ah. when it came out. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, I was in here. I was in L.A. It yeah. was right after I graduated from film school. And I loved it. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. did? I did. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was a great ride. And I was right? excited. And I was moved at the end. And then, as as we both did, I had this job doing quality control on DVDs. Yes. And both The Rock and this Criterion collection for Armageddon came yeah. through. And I watched both of those movies over and over and over again. And there are a lot of movies like Big Lebowski and Rushmore. Right. When I watch them over and over and over again, every time I watch them, they get better. Yeah. This was not that. <laughs> this, the more that I saw it, the, the less I was swept up in the Michael Bay of it all. Yeah. And the more I was like, wait, what, what's going on here? <laughs> what about that? What about that? And, and, and it's one of the things that I think is important for us to talk about on the cinephiles okay. is that there is... There are movies that you love, and there are movies that you don't necessarily love, and we are not logical no. about what that is. Of course not. And when you love a movie, that's awesome. One yeah. thing I learned in film school, when I was in film school and the other guys I went to film school with, we were assholes. Okay. Because we would go see a film with our girlfriends or boyfriends right. or groups, and at the end of the movie, everyone would walk out, and people go, oh, how'd you think about it? Oh, I loved it. Oh, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. And then they would turn to us film school people. <laughs> what did you think about it? And we would go, how could you love that movie? Right. Did you see the cinematography? The script didn't make sense, the this, the that, and then we would rip it to pieces. And after yeah. doing this over and over again, I watched my friends' faces fall. Yeah. And I realized that what had happened was we all paid our money to go to the movie, and they got their money's worth. Yeah. And I didn't get my money's worth because I'm such an asshole. <laughs> and that what I was then doing was essentially stealing their money. Yeah. Because I was ruining the film for them. And their joy. And their joy. Yeah. And I was making them feel crappy when they had just had a great time. Right. And I'm the one not having a great time. And I learned to shut up. Well, this is you part know? of becoming a cinephile, though, Steve. We all go through this time in our lives, in our 20s, when, we, when we're when we discovering film. We're like, when we love film the way that we do, it's like... Why don't you see what I see? Why right. can't you see the the mistake in Act Seven or Act Three in in sure. scene? You know, at, at the minute, hour twenty five minute mark. Like, there's all this stuff that we break it down because we love it. But as we get older, we understand the subjective nature of film, and then create space for people to like what they like and not like what they like, and then also realize our own guilty pleasures, which speak to undercut our love of of higher end film. Because there's so many movies that I love, yeah. and there are clearly things wrong with them, and I ignore those things. Yes, you do, because I love them. And and so and we talked about when we first started this podcast yeah. that we wanted this to be a, a podcast about the love of film. Yeah. There are all sorts of places out there where you can listen to people tear down the latest movie and tell you what's wrong with it. And right. I, I don't really want to do that. Right. But we're going to talk about Armageddon. And so and I don't want to I what, what I don't want to do is yeah. hurt your love of the movie. It's impossible. Okay, good. I've heard everybody tear a lot of my dear friends tear this movie apart. Never affects it for me. And and, and like I said, it's not that there's not plenty to admire here. Yeah. There is plenty to admire. There here. is. All right, let's get into it. Let's do it. I'm strapping in. I'm strapping in right now into the I got my NASA suit on. I'm ready. We begin in as epic a way as you can with Charlton Heston. Yeah. That's Mr. Planet of the Apes. That is a great. It is a great bit of narration yeah. exposition right at the top. It will 
it's happened before and it will happen again. Right. Yeah. I love we all that. know what the movie's about. It's very clear. Yeah. We go to this guy up in space working on a thing, very tense scene. Yes. And we know bad stuff's going to happen. Right. And in come the asteroids, big, loud explosion. Oh, hmm, sound in space. Interesting. <laughs> Could this be something of things to come? And by the way, yeah. it's not like Star Wars has good science. It's not even that Star Trek that has more science yeah. than Star Wars or any, you know, we're all going to break the rules of science to make our science fiction films. Of course. And there are lots of movies that have sound mm-hmm. in space. This is just the beginning of it. Right. Um Huge uh, meteor strike on New York City with Eddie Griffin riding his bike. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I um, (laughs) what? What's the problem? Is it the CG issue? No, no. This is the beginning of CG. Yeah, you 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 forgive it because it is one hundred percent perfected. Yeah, and and, and honestly, one of the things we can say about Michael Bay, he is painstaking about his effect shots. Absolutely, and and they look even at the time. They look really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Compared to some other CG that was in the world. Yeah. And obviously he's continued that. Yeah. Um, no, with Eddie Griffith, it's sort of like, oh, we here are some caricatures. Yes. That's his the like the the mm-hmm. level of the way that we deal with a lot of people in this movie is yeah. here's this caricature. Yeah. That's well, then yeah. you have hanging with Mr. Cooper, who's in the taxi. Then you have the Asian t- uh, Asian tourists. That's very you're right. It's very caricaturish. Right. I'm not going to say it's racist, but, but I it's, don't, it's, yeah, I don't think it's overtly racist. You know, I just think they're not they're they're just presented in a way that's not 100 percent intelligent. You know what I mean? Because they're like, right. I want to go here. I want to go shopping. I want to do this or that. And you can't tell me there aren't people like that. Sure, no, but like, but not. I think this is a you're right. But the Taxi Cooper doesn't play him as a, a dumb black guy. He's just like freaking out no. that all the. I mean, how would you react when meteors are flying all over the place? I mean, you might be screaming. I would at react the t- with sophistication. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. Yes. No. Do you mean after I change my underwear? I mean, like, yes. <laughs> right, no, exactly. it's terrifying. Right. And Eddie Griffin too. Eddie Griffin, but Eddie Griffin. This is his character. Like Eddie Griffin had done his stand up sure. like Absolutely. that. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So to me, I didn't. If any, they give him a dog and all this kind of jazz. And it's and, a funny sequence. Yeah, it is. It you is know? a fun. They even well, find and, a way to tie in Godzilla, which they had released. Yeah, Godzilla well, came out right at the same time. Yeah. Right? Um, and obviously this did a lot better than Godzilla. Yes, it did. Um, and, well, and this goes to one of the things I want to say is like, we're immediately, the, the, the Armageddon has a complicated tone because mm-hmm. the tone is going to be serious at yes. certain points. And it's also going to be this really light and telling you very clearly, don't yeah. take this too seriously. Right. And that, and it's an interesting thing. And I think in a lot of ways it pulls it off. Yeah. And it's, I would argue, Steve, it's an, it's a conservative film. The oh, of course first, it is. I mean, when we get to and I, I and I am I am not a conservative, but for whatever reason, I absolutely love this film, even with its conservative nature. And it may be because I served in the army for eight years. There's a very powerful military, um, a pro America vibe to this film. And I've I've said this I said this on the action movie Anatomy when I was on their on their show to talk about this movie. I said it is uh, an American a, a red white and blue penis in a <laughs> in a red white and blue speedo. Uh, standing proudly atop the world. Uh, that's what this movie is. It is wow. such an American film. I'm going to have to take a moment and just appreciate <laughs> that particular image. Um, it is. is. It's a very large penis. Well, and you say you know that you're not conservative, but it, no. the, the but when you say that, I think you're saying you're not conservative in the way that conservatives are today. Yes, 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 is yes, that yes. In terms of classic conservatism, which is classic American values, yes. patriotism, I'm very all much this, that. You're all that stuff. Yes, I am very and, much and, that. And this is this is very much made out of a flag waving. Yes, America. which is what I love about it. Yeah, it yeah. I mean, I mean, 
we'll get into it later, but there's a flag on American flag on the Russian space station. Yes. Yes. You know, like, <laughs> and, and this goes into Michael Bay's and Jerry Bruckheimer. Cause we, you know, Jerry Bruckheimer right. is the producer, one right. of the most successful producers of all time. Absolutely. And Michael Bay and Jerry Bruckheimer, they're like in lockstep yes. in terms of at this moment in time working together. Yep. And they both like a certain kind of visual, mm-hmm. a certain kind of epic structure. Yeah. And this is, it's, it is so, you know, your your image of the guy in the Speedo, it is, it, I, you know, I was going to say balls to the wall. I don't know that, <laughs> this, but it's it true. It is full on. Yeah, that's why I love it. And and you get this whole, the, the beginning is great because one, there's explosions. All, like you, It's like James Bond. The sure. James, every James Bond movie is a massive action sequence. This thing begins with explosions, gives you an idea of what you're going to be dealing with, what's going to be happening. And then you go into uh, the situation, then you go into NASA and what's right. going on there. And then, okay. And then they got to name the asteroid, right? It, it, yeah. And, and by the way, great casting from Billy Bob Thornton. Yes, so good. Uh, Billy Bob, you know, it's funny. He's an odd guy. Yeah, he is. He's just almost always good. Yes, he is. Every movie he I, in. I've never just, seen him not be good. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think he's always good. I Even think when he wasn't in, Billy Bob. Yeah, in, in, there's movies he's been in that aren't good. Yeah, of course. But he's always just like natural and interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think this is one of my favorites of him. Yeah, he's very likable in this. Yeah, it's if a you really can't get good Harris, you get Billy Bob Thornton to run your NASA program. Well, and you know, I mean, like you can feel the Apollo 13 yeah. in this movie. Like That's you can great point, feel Steve. the rev- the referencing it, mm-hmm. but like going, okay, let's take that movie, which was fairly, you know, real and dealing yeah, with, yeah, yeah. with trying to get the history right. And now let's just take some of that and just go crazy yes. with it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we get the guy and the wife naming the <laughs> asteroid, which is a very funny scene. It was. And it's right then that we then cut. Oh, no. Then we have the. And that's the levity you're talking about. There's absolutely. always that levity within all the danger. In the yeah, show. totally. Yeah. And uh, and is it is it then because you know the movie better than me yeah. that we have all the NASA plans on how we're going to deal with this? Not yet. No, no, no. It's it's well they they but right. you know, but, but you might be right, Steve. It might be that it goes that direction. It goes like Billy Bob talks about how uh, the president asks him, Dan, we didn't see this thing coming. Well, our object collision budget's a million dollars. That allows us to track about three percent of the sky. Is this going to hit us? We're efforting that as we speak, sir. What kind of damage are we? Damage. Total, sir. It's what we call a global killer. The end of mankind. Doesn't matter where it hits. Nothing would survive, not even bacteria. My God. What do we do? I think it's kind of a liberal shot at this idea well, of the fact yeah. that, yeah, that it's pro-science. So it, that's what I like. And to be clear, the film this doesn't... is actually a real threat. Yes, it is. The, the, it is not that likely that it's going to happen, right. but it absolutely could happen. Yeah. And they absolutely are watching the skies for asteroids. Right. And it is really hard to spot them. And that's all correct. Yeah. And he does. He says it's a global killer. Like, so you yeah. get right from the beginning. You understand what the stakes, what the stakes right. are, what the plot is, what the danger is. And yeah, you have all these people coming up with these ideas to come up with how to do you're right how to how to stop right. this. and they have the mylar the, the sails f- and the flag yeah, you know, all that yeah. stuff and trying to blow up something in the middle of it and then billy bob gets angry and then he's and then the guy runs in and says we have 18 days right and then jason isaacs comes in oh you know uh uh lucius malfoy comes right. in and he tells him what needs to happen he's, and then they have the, the conversation genius, right and we're gonna do it and then we cut to bruce willis yep. hitting golf balls in the green piece again a conservative moment <laughs> yes but i enjoy that because bruce throws in that constant that idea of like do you know how much diesel fuel that ship is blowing it blowing out so you don't tell me about i shouldn't be drilling when you're using the same fuel to uh, come out here in your Greenpeace ship, which I loved. Sure, and it's a very funny argument, and I yeah. could I could argue an opposite point, but I don't. I'm care. sure. You- 
It doesn't matter. Sure it doesn't matter. But we can, it's but this a is funny a great bit. way to introduce them. The, 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 oh, the, yeah. The rock and roll riff, the guitar riff, yep. and everything to that nature. And then, of course, he has to find uh, AJ. AJ, which is played by a very young Ben Affleck, who's, who looks fantastic in this He's, film. Yeah, and this is, because this is right after Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. And this is, is it, I don't remember if this is before or after, like, Chasing Amy. Uh, and it's before. It's but before this is, Chasing yeah, Amy. I think, yeah, because this is, like, the beginning of movie st- of Ben Affleck. Movie this star is the, Ben Affleck. This is a star maker yes. role. Yes, You know, I mean, this is like, I mean, he had been in he a was bunch 25. of... Yeah, and he he is great. And yeah. he has great, great chemistry with Bruce Willis, great yep. chemistry with Liv Tyler. Absolutely. And we get this, our first little plant of... AJ ran the drill for an extra 200 yes. something feet and AJ goes I knew it would work yeah and we get into and of course he's wrong because right. we're going to get in this huge explosion and stuff right and this is something we've set up already yeah AJ is sort of the son but also this fuck up that Bruce is being the hard ass on him right and it would go just like that except oops who's in the bed but Liv Tyler that's right his daughter Bruce Willis's daughter which they have a weird kind of exposition way of presenting. I have told you many times to call me dad, you know, and it's just that kind of thing. And it's and and it's funny. Yes, Ben Affleck runs away. Yes, and Bruce Willis gets a shotgun. <laughs> hey, all right, whoa, whoa, whoa! I understand. Okay, you're mad. Who, who wouldn't be mad? But he's going to shoot you. No, no, he's not. Oh, <laughs> and this goes to where we're like, well, how seriously are we supposed to take this movie? Well. Yeah, and at this moment, not very seriously. No, not very seriously, because and this is ridiculous. Exactly, and Will Patton is talking to him. By the way, Will Patton's fantastic in this. He's film. great. Such a great uh, second banana to him, and he's talking to him the whole time. Like, okay, it's getting a little real. You're getting too close. So we know that he understands that Bruce is just trying to make a point. He's not actually trying to shoot Ben Affleck. Okay, that right. is exactly what the movie is. Yeah, and this is, but that is just crazy. <laughs> First of all, shotguns are not accurate. No, they're not. The whole point of a shotgun is that pellets spread all over the place. That's true. And so the and Ben Affleck is running like crazy. He really is on an oil rig yes. where there's explosive, expensive, cre- yeah. technical equipment. Yeah, and we're just shooting around a shotgun. And in fact, Ben Affleck does get hit by a ricochet. He does eventually. Like the idea that like oh we're just trying to make a point yeah. is exactly what's in the movie. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Well, and but- it goes to sort of we're not supposed to take this seriously. This is ridiculous. I don't know if I feel that way. I think it's more these are boys being boys. This is a man's club. <laughs> this is a men's club. It's what men do. Yep. Men ball bust in so many different ways. Men you know, do- like when I got that shotgun last time I was firing at you. <laughs> well, this is a dad thing too, you know. But I, what's, what, what's so interesting. <laughs> when your dad got that shotgun well, listen, and fired at you. I'm sure there are many men listening to us who understand like taking care of their daughters and shit. And they get, it gets over the, over the top. Oh, sure. but, but I think what, what's, uh, what is so clever about this sequence is they manage to slide into bit of exposition when Will Patton says to him hey you promised to take you promised Absolutely. his dad to yeah. take care of AJ so this is kind of against what you were you said you were going to very do very nicely planted right? exposition very nice. and we meet some of our guys we, we meet uh, Michael Clark Duncan oh, the late great yeah Clark I, Duncan. I think this Bear. Is, the, is this where I, is this before Green Mile it's before Green Mile yeah this is where I first like who yeah. is that guy yeah yeah because he is unlike anything else that's ever been mm-hmm. on screen yep he is and he's and he's used perfectly in this movie. Yeah. And we get Buscemi, get who, Buscemi. Had, who had done Fargo two years earlier. Right. He's, on, he's in this as this kind of like intelligent guy who's a geologist. It's and and Owen Wilson, who is yeah. just Bottle Rockets just a year or two before, I right. think. Right. And this is, a, this is some great casting. Yes. We have gotten a great group of people 
um, who are funny and can all improvise because Michael Bay not so big on whether script right, you know right. he really which is, is this that's not a criticism mm-hmm. he casts people that he knows can make up dialogue and all yeah. these guys can well and what's what's interesting Steve if you break this thing down to is Bruce Willis is the really is the movie star but everyone else made their bones on Mir- in Miramax in independent movies yeah that's true so this, you know Owen Wilson is and that's a Miramax Bottle, Rock, Bottle Rocket's a Miramax thing uh, uh, Fargo's a Miramax thing Ben Affleck with Go Hilton is a Miramax thing oh. and Billy Bob Thornton with Blade with a, yeah, a Sling Blade I never thought about that These that's are all right, so, yeah. so this was smart casting because if you're going to have this kind of film you need to have these independent actors that can yeah. bring gravitas and play humor and drama at the same time and they definitely do yes they do and then we have some I'm investors I'm going to you to love this film by the end of the podcast yes go ahead well that well that will be a test, won't it? I when I we get to my final thoughts, I'll let you know. So um Yes. Uh yeah, but I you don't have to convince me that this ensemble is great. Oh, even Liv Tyler coming off of uh films on Miramax as well. So yeah, oh, uh, yeah I didn't think about that. Yeah. Um I mean they're a great ensemble. It's yes, beautifully they are. cast. Yes, they are. Um and uh some investors or something show yeah, up. Japanese and, investors, and yeah. that's when huge explosions I think is a consequence yes, of AJ's of extra AJ's actions, really? yeah. And we have a big, you know, shut down the fiery mm-hmm. oil rig sequence. Yeah, and he gets fired. AJ yeah. gets fired. Yep. And then that's when the military guys show up right. out of nowhere. Uh, and they tell Bruce Willis he's got to come with him and because and, they got to talk to Washington. And Bruce thinks it's a joke. And right. I love that line. Because the guy's, I'm afraid I don't know, Crazy Willie, sir. <laughs> yeah, this is so great. But he says he's, gonna, he's only going to go if he goes with his daughter. Right. Which is a way of getting her away from him. And AJ. we get on some supersonic plane or something. Yes. And we fly around the world. We get to NASA and we get the briefing. Yeah. And oh, shit. You're right. Yeah. And it's a good oh, shit. Right. Yeah, sure. Because we'd had this fun, playful, insane boys club type thing sequence through on, on the rig. Right. And then boom, reality. Which is what you mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, Steve, the, the, the constant switch between reality and comedy or lighthearted stuff that really works throughout the film. For me... I, I won't say reality. I'll say more serious stuff oh, sorry, more and, serious. Less seri- and, yes. and silly lighthearted stuff. I apologize. Yeah. Yes, more serious. <laughs> I don't think we're ever in reality in this movie. <laughs> so, Fair enough. So, so we, we lay it on Bruce Willis yeah. and we're going to want to drill through this asteroid to plant a nuclear bomb to right. make the thing split in half. I'm like, okay, that's our plan. Well, this is... And this is the moment, right? In every movie, you, I, I, when I took screenwriting class, every movie they said... You're allowed one leap of logic, right? After the second, if you oh, you're tr- only allowed one. Yeah, you're only. You allowed mean, one. if I have to find two <laughs> leaps in logic, you will agree with me that this I is mean, not a great I mean, film. Even the main plot. What if I find three? <laughs> I'm sure you're going to find twenty in this film, <laughs> but I mean, like in the main plot, you're allowed one right. suspension of disbelief. If you push the audience too far and create two or three that don't have a base or strong enough foundation, you lose the film. And I think this is the point where you either in or out of the film with this. Re- Ridiculous notion that you're going to train uh, a drilling guys, oil drill guys, in two weeks, roughnecks in two weeks to be astronauts. That's the yes. most ridiculous notion ever. And you're either in or you're out. Well, and this is a suspension of disbelief. That's exactly what I wanted to bring up about this movie. Yeah. Which is, if it succeeds in suspending your disbelief, this is a great movie. Yes, it is. And if it doesn't, it's not. Okay. And, and, and that's the... And what's so interesting to me, because we see movies with all sorts of ridiculous stuff. Oh, yeah, sure. People flying and pe- people coming back from the dead. And, of course. And, you know, true love. Things, ridiculous things. <laughs> and, and, and we suspend our disbelief all the time. Yes. Um, and an interesting question is, why do you not? What is it that a movie has to do to keep you going on believing these things? Yeah. And at what point do you go, no, I'm out? Yeah. Um, and for the first time I saw this movie in the Chinese theater. Yeah. 
I totally suspended my disbelief. Right. It was only on subsequent viewings that I can't anymore. That's so funny because this is one of the most watchable films for me. I watch it all the time. Well, when all Mike, the time when Michael Bay is good, he pulls you along. Bad Boys is fantastic. He, yeah, yeah. I don't love Bad Boys. I don't like The Rock. And people I, love The Rock. I, I don't get it. I liked it the first time I saw it. And yeah. watching it more and more, it became just terrible. It's just not for me, man. But I'll see Con Air a million times to, to I like, death. That's not Michael Bay, though. No, but it's it's essentially it's, Michael it's, Bay. Yeah, it's a Bruckheimer. Simon West directed yeah. it, but it's yeah. essentially Michael Bay. Um, so, so, Bruce, yep. so the first plan is... The astronauts will do the drilling. Yes. And Bruce kind of, we had we met our genius. Um, oh, right, the astronauts will do the drilling. Yes, exactly. Right, and we let, met Lucius Malfoy. Yes. And Lucius who is the most brilliant guy in the world who has a yeah. great sort of, I know your science uh, advisor. <laughs> the president's science advisor, he, yeah. He got a C. Yeah, whatever that is. MIT, yeah. And then, so he's the super genius. Yeah. And then we watch Bruce just rip him to pieces because he looks at this drill and you got it all wrong. Which right. is, okay, a little weird, but... It's two sides of the coin, though, isn't it? It's sure. the it's the meat bones regular American right. dude versus the high end intelligent guy who hasn't been who doesn't know what it's like to be a normal person, well, right? So you have their battle throughout. Well, yeah. and this is a working man American yes. hero movie. Absolutely, that is the heroes in this film. That's why I love it. I mean, we do throw some respect towards NASA. Yeah, yeah. But it's really without real Americans, yeah. real manly men, <laughs> we cannot save the planet. You know, drones are science. It's an art. Third generation driller, doing it all my life, and I still haven't got it all figured out. I assume you sent for me because somebody told you I was the best. Well, I'm only the best because I work with the best. If you don't trust the men you're working with, you're as good as dead. If you want to send these boys into space, fine. I'm sure they'll make good astronauts. They don't know jack about drilling. I just love that Bruce's reaction. And it's like, wait, wait, is this the best you could do? And this is the best that you could, that the, the government, the U.S. government can come up with? I mean, you're NASA for crying out loud. You put a man on the moon. You're geniuses. You're, you're the guys that think his shit up. I'm sure you got a team of men sitting around somewhere right now just thinking shit up and somebody backing them up. You're telling me you don't have a backup plan that these eight Boy Scouts right here, that is the world's hope? That's what you're telling me? Like, just that whole, like, high-pitched uh, <laughs> rant that he goes on is just hilarious to me. And it's perfect vintage 90s Bruce Willis. It's sure. vintage 90s Bruce Willis. If you see Last Boy Scout, if you see any of the Die right. Hard movies from the 90s, they just have that kind of vibe to them. Um, and, and then we go, Bruce Willis says, no, no, I need my guys. Yes. We're a little short on time here. Will you help us? All they got to do is drill. That's it. No spacewalking, no crazy astronaut stuff. Just drill. How many men were you planning on taking up there? We're sending up two shuttles, two teams. If I do this, I'm going to want to take my own men. You got it. And, and it's interesting, too, because I was watching this last time, and I went, is that what Billy Bob Thornton wanted all along? It seems like it is, I, right? It is, it is absolutely what he wanted all along. Yeah. Okay. The next sequence is almost the whole reason I was willing to do this podcast. <laughs> really? Because I think this next sequence is amazing in terms of filmmaking. Okay. What happens next? Do you remember? Is when they go after all the guys, right? They have to go after all the yeah. guys. And, and corral them up. Yeah. It's a great sequence, right? It, it's so good. It's such yeah. a great sequence. Have you ever noticed any problems with that sequence? Uh, no. Let me explain something sure. to you. Go ahead. So where did we last see our guys? Oh, you're talking about time frame. How the hell did they all get off the rig? We and- were on the rig <laughs> in the South China Sea. The world is going to be destroyed in 18 days. Right. Bruce Willis gets on some kind of supersonic jet yeah. and flies to NASA. He spends 10 hours having a conversation. Yes. So we have, let's say, at the most, been gone from the South China Seas for 36 hours. Yeah, but he says... Maybe two days. But he says to Chick, yeah, get said, all these guys paid and get them off the rig. He so, says that. Okay. How long does that take? <laughs> 
Now, let's be really clear. I don't know. I'm not a roughneck. AJ <laughs> has his own business. He does already. With a rusted sign yeah. that says AJ's Drilling. But we don't know that he could have already had that business ahead of time. Come on. <laughs> have you ever tried to, fa- to travel from the South China Seas? I agree with you, man. You're right. This is a fair point. But once again, this, it, those well, kinds no, but, but, but it works I, for the movie. Well, exactly. And yeah. I actually, this is not a criticism, actually. Oh, okay. This is, I mean, it completely makes no of sense course, at all. Of course, of course. It is total logic crap. Yeah. But... This, I think, is a very important lesson for filmmaking, which is that if the engine of the film is driving you forward, people will not pay attention. I can't tell you yeah. how many people I've brought up this point about this movie, and never has anyone ever noticed it. No, because they enjoyed it. Because you're just on this ride. Yep. And the fact that somehow in this, we have 18 days before the yeah. world is going to be destroyed, <laughs> they managed to, within a, like less than a day, get back to America, spread out completely, be in the midst of all their lives, <laughs> somehow we just abandoned this rig that was just on fire by yeah, the way in true. the south genesee very it's true completely insane and we go that's cool yeah because we're on this ride that's right we're on the ride man yeah just like you said about checkoff like you see we were talking about Star Trek 2 Rathacon you said like we will accept if it's good if it's good if, if it's, it's bullshit good. we'll tear it to pieces tear right. it to pieces yeah yeah this is not one that I, that ruins the movie for yeah, me I agree I think it's a, I think it's crazy but it's it's a but it's also a great way to have these characters have their individual moments and build it's a great exposition moment for all these individual characters yeah because we have they each have their little bit yep and yeah. then they come back and when they come back together at NASA that that the score of this film is so effing good Who does the score? I, I love. Remember. I think it's. I think it's Jerry Goldsmith. If I, if I or maybe I'm. I, I'll take a look. But like to me, I love the score of this film because when they all come back together, it's, oh, it's got to be what's his name? It's got to be Crimson Tide. Um, oh, Hans Zimmer. I it's, it's maybe Hans, Hans Zimmer. You're probably he's right. Big, he's big. He's big. Hammer guy. Yeah, I bet but it's Hans such Zimmer. a great score, isn't it? It gets you right inspired. Oh, sure. And then and then once again, what we're saying, we're like the the reality of the situation hits them, but they when they get them all together and they show up, hey, what's up, Harry? They find oil on Uranus. They're all making jokes, and then what's right. the next shot? They're all getting told that the world's going to end in 18 days, and they're dealing with that reality. Yeah, it's so awesome. I love that. Um, and they agree to do it. Yes, we're all going to go do this crazy thing, and now we go into what's essentially a comedic right stuff sequence. Trevor Rabin did the composer. Trevor Rabin. I don't know who that. Okay, wow, some guy Good that to know. sounds like Hans Zimmer. Yes. Um, you remember the 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 medical sequence and the right stuff? Right? Yes. This is very much, which is already funny. Yes, it and is. this is just taking that level of humor to just a completely ridiculous level. <laughs> oh, lady, I just came to drill. Oh, so, so did, did I. I. Which it's is funny. that's Ellen Cleghorn. She was on SNL for like that's a right, year yeah. or two. Yeah, I liked her. Yeah, I thought that's who that was. Yeah. Oh, and one of the interesting things is they did. They were working with NASA. Yes. Uh, and NASA did get approval of the script. Yes. And, and another reason, by the way, I wanted to do this movie is. Okay. Have you ever listened to the commentary track? No, my God! I should listen to this commentary track, dude. It's good. Is it worth it? So this oh. commentary track is a lot of why I hate Michael Bay. What? He is a, such a prick. Oh, oh, okay. He's terrible. And All right. it, the commentary track is him, mm-hmm. Bruce Willis, Jerry Bruckheimer, and Ben Affleck. Okay. Okay. And. It's interesting in all sorts of ways, in yeah. a way that commentary tracks usually aren't. Right, right, right. Um, the first one is that Michael Bay is perfectly happy calling everyone else a fucking idiot. Oh, yeah. And that he is the one, you know, who right. had to figure it out. He is, you can hear, like, if, because 
in general in Hollywood, there's a way that you talk about stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't you don't kind of air your dirty laundry because that's right. not cool. Right. You know, and you just say, hey, it was great to work with everybody, and that's what we say. And that's dishonest on a certain level. Sure. Michael Bay doesn't follow those rules. Nope. And hearing his arrogance and his nastiness and his dismissiveness yeah. of a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's, it's he's not my guy. I respect that, dude. You know, he's really not my guy. I've heard him on on the sound on the uh, behind the scenes for Transformers stuff, which I worked yeah. on before oh, right, I right. left. Yeah, and so yeah, you get that. The fact that he likes to name everything after himself, he's yeah. almost like a dictator. Oh yeah, like you know the Baymobile. Yeah. Or bay, bay, he calls it Baction, Bay Action, Baction. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So it's just really interesting. By the way, Trevor Rabin did the score for Con Air. Right. So I'm not yeah. surprised. Yeah. Enemy of the State. Yeah. So, so yeah. Remember the Titans. So these are very, all these Bruckheimer. are all great, They're great all stuff. Yeah, too. all Bruckheimer stuff. So yeah, okay. It all makes right. sense. Um, yeah. Uh, and the other interesting thing about the commentary track is that Ben Affleck's really, so I think, A, I think Ben Affleck's really funny. Yes. He's obviously really smart. And he was really young when he did this. 25? And he was not classy on this commentary track. Oh. And he obviously uh, has strong opinions about Michael Bay, and he made a lot of fun of him. Wow. And he does uh, Billy Bob Thornton's Sling Blade impressions. Whoa, and does, really? And, th- and it's funny, as the commentary track goes on, by the end, yeah. he's really kind of saying some really interesting things mm-hmm. but it's also some stuff where you're like ah oh, don't say that ben you know <laughs> but, but he's definitely making fun of michael bay like yeah. why is there a helicopter in the background of this scene <laughs> i guess it's just michael bay you know <laughs> and, and you know in the in michael bay's horrible way of directing actors and, yeah yeah there's wow. a so it is a it is a uh fascinatingly I'm weird gonna, commentary so track yeah, okay it's weird all right so we're all they're all told Yep, we're going to do some training. Yeah. Look, you want to compare brain pans? I won the Westinghouse Prize when I was 12. Big deal. Published at 19, so what? I got a double doctorate from MIT at 22. Chemistry and geology. I taught at Princeton for two and a half years. You know, I think this might be the most uncomfortable room I've ever been in in my life. Why do I do this? Because the money's good, the scenery changes, and they let me use explosives, okay? Okay, you want to be all psychological with me? That's fine. I'll tell you one thing that really drives me nuts is people who think that Jethro Tull is just a person in the band. Who's Jethro Tull? My favorite dish is haggis. Heart, lungs, liver. You shove that all in the sheep's stomach, then you boil it. That'll put some hair on your ass. I am not crazy. I'm just a little emotional right now, okay? Y'all throwing all this stuff at me, man. But get, I mean, after this is over, could I, like, get a hug from you or something? Okay, Cyclops lady starting to bug me. By the way, I just want to say one last thing, Star Steve. Star Steve. The, the, I love the ending of the medical scene because that guy, that actor, is so believable, oh, right? Yeah. He's like failed, failed, colossally failed. Right. One guy had the thing is that the horse, it's a tranquilizer. Yeah, ketamine. Says, yeah, ketamine. And he's a, this, this, these guys are the big guys. Yeah, this is a tranquilizer for a horse, you know? Right. And so you get this idea of what is going on, but then they get approved. Then you get the slow motion shot, which I think is one of my favorite lines where Fickner goes, oh, Jesus, talk about the wrong stuff. Yep. <laughs> when you're that. doing the right stuff shot. That's right. I love that sequence. Anyway, well, and, but right. this goes to, this is not serious. Yes. Well, this is a cartoon. There's we're, levity. We're, we're, it's not just levity. <laughs> this is, we're not supposed to take this seriously. All right. Because... 
literally the world is going to end. Yes, right. And this is what they're doing. No, we don't believe this. I mean, it's just, it's, we're playing it for laughs. We're playing it for being silly. Yeah. It's a big cartoon. Right. And that's fine. And, and it's, and on that level, I go, this is pretty good. Yeah. It's actually where it makes the flip and tries to go, this is serious, Steve. Yeah. That's where I start to go, no, fuck you. You, you, (laughs) we can't have that earlier sequence. But this is America. America's always (laughs) been ball busting and then serious when they need to be. This is America, man. Or, 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 or silly and ridiculous when they should be being serious. Yes, true. And then, and then serious about making it. yeah, and serious about or not. Yeah, and serious about stuff that maybe weren't that serious at all. <laughs> um, right. All right. <laughs> all right. So um, then the William Fitcher, by the way, is great. He's great casting. So thing. good. Yeah, yeah, he's really good. So the training happens with armadillo and all that yeah. going on, and we do underwater stuff. And yeah. this is big, complicated. Like those are real NASA spacesuits. Yep. They really had to get fit, fitted for them. They yep. had to get trained on breathing hydrox, or I think it's called, which is yeah. hydrogen oxygen mix. Um, and they, you know, were really in these big suits. They really, they, you know, they built that, those Armadillo is, that's a giant, mm-hmm. I think $1.5 million vehicle they really right. built. Right. Ben Affleck really drove it. Yes. You know, that that's that's big, big stuff. That's big Jerry Bruckheimer, Michael Bay One stuff. thing I learned on Action Movie Anatomy when I was doing this thing is that Ben and uh, uh, Bruce did not stay for the training. So oh, therefore... Really? They had set up these shots in the water, underwater, and they could they were not allowed to be underwater because they left training. Oh. And while NASA was trying to train them how to do it, they left. And so the every sequence you see where Ben's coming out of the water and Bruce is going in the water with the suits, that was shot. Everything that's actually in the water, they are not in those suits. Oh, it's other stunt people or pe- or actual astronauts in those suits have been trained to use the suits and they so they that's how they got away with it because if you look at it you can never see their face through the actual uh helmet right and so that's that's the uh, why were they not there for the why didn't they do because they're because they're hollywood jerk offs and they just took off and because they were like they were training everybody and they they would not like if you had to go to the bathroom they would stop the training until you came back from the bathroom well bruce willis one day just just left and and never came back to the class Hmm. ben did the same thing the next day and so they weren't wow. allowed to be part of the sequence. And apparently, Bay was super pissed because it was a, it was like two million dollar shot. Yeah, I'd be did. pissed too. Yeah, I would because they built the suits to fit them specifically. They That's paid crazy. the money for those suits. Well, there's so much money being thrown away on the yeah. Th- That's I the nineties. Yeah. Well, it's not like we're not throwing around money today. Well, true, but the nineties like. There was a cockiness to the money, and the people thought money was always going to be there. Same thing with the NBA. Like you saw that with these guys getting so much money, it was just craziness. People didn't understand how to corral the kind of spending. There's more corralled spending now than there was back then. I don't know. I mean, you still certainly have two hundred plus million dollar movies. Sure, absolutely. Um, it's being spent in a lot of different ways because now yeah. it's all going for effects budgets, like CG budgets. Right. Whereas then they were building big, huge yeah, exactly. stuff. I mean, there's CG in this movie, but yeah. it's not. And they actually it, shot on. In, on location in those places, yeah. which is fantastic. Yeah. And, they, and they really shot at NASA, yeah. which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Like they shot on the shuttle gantry yeah. right before it's going to launch, right. uh, which apparently was tons of security and that you know Bruce and Ben could only go here and not here. Yeah, and, yeah pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. We get um, our first bit of Aerosmith as we yeah. have a romantic scene of Liv and Ben. Yeah. No, no, I was thinking. What? <laughs> I, I really don't think that the animal cracker qualifies as a cracker. Why? Well, because it's sweet, which to me suggests cookie and, you know, 
me putting cheese on something is sort of the defining characteristic of what makes a cracker a cracker. I don't know why I thought of that. I just... Baby, you have such sweet pillow talk. That song is fucking great. It's a great song. That is a great song. Yeah. It, it was written by Diane Warren. Yeah. It was their only number one song ever. Yeah. Uh, and it won an Oscar, I think, for best song soundtrack in the song. So, And we have our cute little animal cracker scene. <laughs> it's a lovely little romantic scene. See, uh, those scenes, I hate those scenes. Why? You love them because they ring so false. And this is not what they would be doing. And this is so ridiculous. And so to me, <laughs> th- to me that's where I draw the line. The ridiculous nature of the film is those two sequences. Uh, and especially when he picks her up and the, the twinkle lights are all around and spins her. That's like so full looks like Michael a Bay. Set. It looks like it's such a set. Michael Bay. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it is set by the way i really? think it's just lit so perfectly it really is it's a great shot um and, and it's funny so that scene i think what i heard is that the writer had written it for another movie oh and then it got it didn't end up going in that movie, yeah. the animal cracker thing yeah ben and, and the reason they put it in was they actually it, they had they'd already shot yeah. this is a pickup and they decided we haven't pushed the romantic story enough ah. we need to hit that a little harder Makes and sense. part of the reason there even is a romantic story is because of titanic right so they, they put this in because of Titanic. And apparently, Michael Bay was telling Ben Affleck throughout the whole thing, we might just cut you out of the movie. It's really Bruce Willis's story. <laughs> oh, my God. It's brilliant. Which is why Ben got back at him on the commentary track. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yes, Bruce yeah. Willis says, hey, let's let them all go for a night. They need right. a night off. Right. So those guys go. some of those guys go to a strip club. Everybody goes to tie I want to I wanna stop you for yeah, a second. Yeah, sure. And NASA says, sure, let them all leave. The fate of the world is literally resting on these guys who we just met, who we know are criminals and fuck-ups. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good idea. Let's let them go. Well, listen, Bruce Willis made a good... He said if, you, if they're going to spend their last day on Earth, you let them do what they want to do so they can be relaxed when they get up on the ship. Fuck that. I'm just telling you, that's a military approach. It makes sense. The military people, they do that to you. Let you have one night to blow it out before you go off to battle. It's how it works. Yeah, sure. If, if you were one guy among thousands of troops, <laughs> going off to war if you're one of eight guys who literally are the only people that can save the planet you don't let them go to a strip club that's a fair point that's a fair point this is just it's it's an insane thing (laughs) okay that has never bothered me or occurred to me at all it just seems so logical to me you'd give them one night especially because the way bruce says to fichtner don't you want to spend your last night with your children you know there's a kind of logic to it you know and so of course bruce 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 does what he does uh and of course they all go to strip club but all but we get the great sequence Will Patton going to see fantastic sequence. That sequence makes me cry every time when he says, "When he says I, I'm going to do something, I think you're going to be proud of me." Man, breaks me in half every time because it's such a reality. Well, he's great. Yeah. He's great, and the way mom handles it's great. Yeah, and the kid not knowing, oh, there's this salesman, and yeah, uh, it's and you and you get a lot of sense of what there's a history here. And yeah, it's a great, it's a great scene. And that actress is April from the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. No, oh. that's the main girl in the in that movie from the eighties. Would so never have known yeah. that. I think I saw it. I don't yeah, know. I there don't we know. go. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. That's me just being a couple of years older than you. I sure, think. that's yeah. fair. So, they, um, so they all, they, some of them get arrested. Obviously, Buscemi right. and all them. They cuss up, but then they end up coming back. And... Here's another one. So now we're getting dressed in the clean room. Yeah, right. It was well done. It's well shot. We have yeah. all these guys in plastic bags, and then after getting dressed in the clean room, here comes Liv Tyler, and let's make out with her. Now, <laughs> you understand the purpose of the clean room. <laughs> the purpose of the clean room was that we're going to be in space, and if there's a right. germ, we can all die. Right, but this is America, <laughs> and these are the roughnecks. And you got to kiss your girl. <laughs> That's right. You got to sing and leave it on a jet you plane. Gotta sing, you got to Because I'm leaving. On a jet plane 
don't know I'll be back again. Leaving on a jet plane. <laughs> I don't know when I'll be back again. Leaving on a jet plane. I don't know when I'll be back again. So, Truman, this is who you found to save the planet. Cross, you good to go? One, one sec. Boy, don't take anything seriously. Yeah. Reminds me of a guy I used to know. I'm marrying you. That's right, you are. <laughs> Which, once again, gives that levity, gives that levity to these serious moments and lets you feel connected to these characters and a sweetness these, and a warmth of these it's characters. Nice. It's a nice yeah, scene. It's great. It's dumb, but it's a nice <laughs> scene. But, and we get more exposition because Bruce Willis says, that boy doesn't take anything seriously. And Will Patton says, yeah, it reminds me of someone I know. Which is making Bruce connect to AJ more because Bruce has forgotten that he was once like AJ. Yes, you're absolutely right. That yeah. is the intention of that. I love that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> then they just say goodbye to each right. other. We fly off into space. Right. We go to the Russian space station. Hey, oh, Peter Stormare. Stormare. He's great. He, love him he, to he, Another fantastic character yep. actor. This is might be one of my favorite things of his. This is the most incredible action sequence. This is in my top ten action sequences ever. The Russian space station sequence. Why it is, is it? Why is it one of your favorites? The speed with which it happens. The fero- the the fear, the tension, the ferocity, the running around, the 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 steel things that get blown off the doors. Then you get this uh, still this exposition with him reaching for these pictures of his wife and his kid because he doesn't want to leave without him. Uh, AJ surviving with Lev through the uh, um, cold. ice cold yeah. and falling through. Like so many sequences happen in this whole thing. Plus the shot of it's so real looking, man. That thing with what disconnects and starts falling down to it almost destroys the space shuttle and will Patton going whoa 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 and they pull off in time and then aj and lev running up and then you see ben affleck like screaming into the window so they can let him in they put him in then they take off and then the whole thing explodes and the two of them the two space shuttles cross as they pull away from the explosion it is so badass it is so fucking badass i just love that sequence to death man i loved it too the yes? first time I saw oh, it. Stop it. <laughs> so first, just starting with like, why is there an American flag on this space station? Damn right. Then you take Ben Affleck, a guy you've never met before, mm. who's not an astronaut. Nope. And you say, here's this thing that can destroy the space right. station. Right. Don't ever do this while blow up. See you later. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. But he's been on the space station for 10 years. He didn't think people were going to come. So they're, they're all doing the best they can with the limited amount of holy shit sequences that are happening in their particular lives at this time. Lev was not supposed to welcome these people at this time in this situation. If there was literally a thing in your apartment, which if you push it wrong, (laughs) could blow up the apartment and some guy came in and you just said, hey, miss that, I'm going to go into the kitchen and make some coffee. Have I been in my apartment for 10 years and never left it? Sure. So then I might be nutty. I might not be it's all there. Pretty, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, well, of course. But it was they had to do this all on the fly. So they didn't know what condition Lev was going to be in. A mental condition clearly sure. is unstable. Yeah. But smart, clearly. But still smart. Yeah. And 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 it's and it's fast paced and the it explosions is. are cool so good. and look pretty scary. Yes. And we're, you know, and again, it's like, well, how much do we want? Oh, it, I don't understand why there's gravity in the space station. Because <laughs> there shouldn't be. Um, oh, I didn't know I was doing a podcast with Neil deGrasse Tyson. You know what? By the way, we should get him. Oh, my God. He'd be great. That would be a great get. Yeah. We should get him Neil, for this. if you're listening to this show, we would love to have you on the podcast. We'll get him for gravity. Oh. <laughs> we'll we'll get him for whatever he wants to do. That's right. Yeah. 
If he wants to do Terms of Endearment, we'll do Terms of Endearment with Nate. Fantastic. Um, All right, we fly off and we go through this asteroid belt. Yeah. It's a good flying sequence. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, crash land on the planet. And one of uh, one's a dead stick, right? right? Freedom and Independence are the name of the two shuttles. They land. Uh, it's the Ben Affleck shuttle. Uh, Owen Wilson is killed. Uh, uh, a couple of other people are killed, and the only people who survive are, are the, the two pilots. Which I think is great how they have the pilots' bodies slam into yeah. the other shuttle, and like as if that's insane, even at all possible, slamming right into the window, the windshield of, of the other shuttle. Uh, and the only people that survive are Ben Affleck and uh, uh, Michael Clark Duncan and Peter Stormare. But we don't. But they don't know that the right. other shuttle right. doesn't know we that. Liv Tyler is is crying up in Billy Bob Thornton's office, and now they're they have only they think they only have one shuttle uh, with one rig to be able to drill the two hundred and whatever feet they need to drill eight hundred feet eight hundred feet I'm sorry eight hundred feet he's never missed a depth he's never missed whatever depth the yet. fuck that means <laughs> I think you understand depth as a measurement I do understand depth as a measurement I don't understand the, the I've never missed a depth yes like is that is that like a thing that thing where man you, where you go like I don't know can you get to nine hundred feet this guy's this guy he only got to seven hundred twenty two but. But Harry Stamper, whatever his name yeah, is, Stamper. he's never missed a depth. He doesn't know how to fail, man. <laughs> he doesn't know how to fail. He's got no quit in him. He's got no quit. <laughs> I just... The, 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 I love it. The demeaning of the astronaut. Like, this yeah. is just... I, hey, I trained to be an astronaut for five days. <laughs> <laughs> I know more than you. Um, yeah, so and so then they land... Oh, right, so they got to figure right. this thing out. They We're start drilling. Go out. We're going to go out and start drilling. And we, they, they missed the landing spot by 24 miles or something like that. And right. then you have the sequence with Buscemi telling Fickner like and making oh, yeah, fun of Captain just... America Captain America here blew the landing by 26 miles how the hell do you know that because I'm a genius right because I happen to be able to through my geniusness <laughs> know how far we've flown <laughs> like I don't care what kind of a genius you oh, are man your first time you're in space yeah and you're <laughs> crashing a space shuttle into an asteroid. Your brain is going, well, that's one mile off the landing, two miles, two yeah, right. miles. He's, just that way. It's a, He's a genius, man. Oh, yeah, sure. He's <laughs> sure, got, sure. What do you have, five degrees from MIT? What was it? Is that what he was he saying? Two. two degrees from it's, MIT? Yeah. You want to compare bread, brain pans or whatever he says in the sequence and there? Look, and again, this is what happens throughout the yeah. movie. It's hilarious. Yes. Steve Buscemi is great. But just on further reflection, you're like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but that's why we need that sequence in the, when they're getting tested for the medical stuff and then the psychological stuff, right? Because they lay the groundwork for these characters again. Like, well, Patton is kind of on edge. He's like, I, I can handle what I'm going to do. I just can't handle this room. And Michael Clark Duncan is crying. And then that nutty guy who's a great voiceover actor, the larger right. dude, he's screaming, the Cubs win. And then you have Buscemi going like, you know what? This is boobs, this and boobs, and that boobs. And then it's Ben with like, this is Harry telling me what to do. So you get this, you get this great like uh, foundation building for these characters so that when that sequence happens, sequence happens with Buscemi where he's like, Captain America blew the landing by 20-something miles. You believe it because he's intelligent. Well, no, the movie, you clearly believe it. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I, it's, it's, again, upon further reflection, <laughs> yes. it's funny. Yes. Steve Buscemi is great. Yes. You accept what the movie has told you. It's right. just like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> okay. All right. So we go to drill. Yes. And, uh, and we're, it's like solid metal. Yes. And iron. Iron. Yes. And uh, we blow a tranny and a drill bit in 20 feet or whatever it yeah. is. And we're having some trouble. Yeah, yeah. They only drilled, uh, they only drill, drilled 87 feet and they're way behind schedule. Right. And now back down on Earth, uh, Keith David is telling uh, Billy Bob that they might, that they're going to have to remote detonate Our the nuclear secondary weapon. protocol. Yeah. Then get them out of there. Evac right now. 
What's going on here? I've been ordered to override the system. Well, what is this? Secondary protocol. And this, I love this because once that love when Billy Bob turns, there's one more to you, you shouldn't fucking land, you fucking know it. The orders are to remote detonate in 30 seconds. You have not told them yet. That is my father up there. This is one order you shouldn't follow and you fucking know it. And I love that sequence because once again, we're building up the tension. Absolutely. It's going this on. Is, this is what we got to add. And we got right. our nuclear bomb inside the space shuttle. Right. Bruce Willis goes back to get some more whatever he's yeah. going to get. Nuclear bomb starts ticking. Yeah. Fortunately, we have a safe in the space shuttle where we keep our gun. <laughs> <laughs> but no. I love these moments, right? Because Patton says, what, yo, what are you doing with a gun in space? Well, that's called, I think I brought up this term before. That's yeah. called hide, hang a lantern on it. Oh, yeah. This right. expression of here's something completely said. Hey, there are so many lanterns hung on things yeah. in this movie where how far do we go? 25 miles. How do you know that? Because I'm a genius. Yeah. You know, why do you have a gun in space? You know, all of this stuff yeah. um, is just like, here's something that doesn't make a lot of sense. We'll just kind of point it out and then we'll forget it. Yeah. Like one thing about that safe is <laughs> it's a gun sitting in an empty safe. Yes. Now, that space shuttle was flying around like crazy, right? Yes. Yes. So what's that gun doing in that safe? Oh, it's banging around. It's not around. loaded, is it? No, I'm just saying it would well, be then. banging up and down. <laughs> You say we would have heard it. You would have heard it. It's not just that you would have heard it. Okay. It's that everything on a space shuttle is tied down. That's fair. You know, like this is, it's a ridiculous thing. He's got this gun. So now we have our little moment. And, yeah. And uh, Harry convinces him with a great speech. He does. It's a nice speech. Yeah. After he hits his, after he hits the gun out of his hand with a huge wrench. Right. Pliers. And has it on his throat. Yeah. And then he, and then, and I love, and this happens in the movie a lot. I know I can do this because I've never missed a depth. You don't fucking know you can do this. Hey, you got to believe in people, Steve. He <laughs> believes in them because you know why? Because the, the the inverse applies. If Bruce Willis cannot tell William Fickner how to do an how to do astronaut shit, then he Fickner cannot tell Bruce Willis how to drill. But Bruce Willis can't know. He does know because he's a professional. He's never been on an asteroid made out of <laughs> iron before. Yes, but he's got ideas. And by the way, also he's got a feeling. I like that we have we give again another hanging the lantern on it uh, is is gravity on this asteroid. Yes, we're gonna have super light gravity. Yeah, but you'll use your thrusters, which we never see what the fuck that is, <laughs> and, and and then it'll all be okay. And yeah. what we see is basically guys walking around with normal gravity, except yeah. when AJ wants to jump this canyon in the in the uh, yeah in the, armadillo, in the armadillo, and then suddenly gravity is apparently very low. Yes, uh, but we never see anything like that <laughs> elsewhere in the film. We see it a couple of times, right. but gravity exists or doesn't exist only when we need it to exist or right. do not exist. But you have these levels going on, right? You have the government having their own agenda. You have NASA having their agenda. You have Bruce Willis. Because, I mean, the fact that they have a drill card telling them, like, you know. The, <laughs> right. The, yeah, card. right. That whole it. And I love that Bruce Willis makes fun of that. It's, uh, Harry Stamper makes fun of that. It's so great because it's just that idea of, yeah, some things you can't just plan out. Some things you got to go by feeling. And one again, once again, that's very American. It's very American. We'll yeah. figure it out. We'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah, we'll just trust the way we feel about That's things. Right. Like, we don't really need facts or science. 
we could just feel stuff. In fact, if I feel that things like climate change aren't real, <laughs> wait a minute. I feel... Now you're getting political. Now there's no point to that in here. Well, you just said that Americans like to just feel their way through Ooh, things. I just think Americans, no, they go with their feeling. They go with their gut, right? I think just a lot. That, yeah, that's, that's a, a very yeah, American yeah, thing. Maybe that's why I don't like this movie. <laughs> okay, all right. But and, a lot of things have been performed by going by their gut, by a feeling, by a knowledge, by just an idea. I got a feeling. A lot of tactical, military tactical maneuvers are done through feeling. Analysis and feeling. Like I just got a feeling. I, I got no problems with feeling. Okay. I mean, as a, as an artist and an editor and a writer, right, right, right. I use feeling all the time. Sure, sure. But when I'm <laughs> trying to fly into space, <laughs> feelings don't matter so much. You know, that's fair. Like, okay. like it's like, what is this material made out of? Yeah. What? How strong is my drill bit? Yeah. How far can I get through it? Exactly. Feelings don't go into it. Right. Now, I can understand that if you're used to using a piece of equipment, that you have a certain feel for the piece of equipment. Sure, sure. That's certainly true. Right. And you could feel how hard it's working, what kind of material you're hitting. I'm sure that's true. Yeah. But you don't know what is under the surface of this asteroid. Sure. Because he even says it couldn't be more than 50 feet of this iron. Yeah. Why not? Because if there was more, we couldn't drill through it. So... He doesn't know. When he says, I know I can do Chris this. He doesn't know. But he wants a chance because he knows the nuclear option is a waste of time. Sure. So that's his, that's his, that, that, that's that, his argument. That to me, that's not his argument. <laughs> <laughs> that is a better argument. His argument is, I know I can do it. I've never missed a depth. Again, whatever the fuck that means. Right. Because it's also not like... <laughs> so, yes. of course, after we convince... Uh, Fickner, the captain. Yes. We have to disarm a nuclear weapon. Now, yes. we've seen disarming the nuclear weapon sequences oh, right. in James Bond of movies course. and all sorts of stuff. This is a really good one. Yes. Right? It's a really stressful, tense one that comes right down to the last wire at yeah. the last second. And it's funny how cliches work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you had a bomb that was about to blow up and you disarmed it with 53 seconds left, why would you do that you have to wait until the last possible second (laughs) and the last cut of the last wire right because of course and they have bomb disarming skills right um uh that's a great sequence yes and buscemi has space sickness no he has space dementia space dementia out of nowhere and it is really funny yeah it is first he's just looking out hey i got a great view of the earth right then he finds a gun now why is this this gatling gun (laughs) just in case in case of what? They have to shoot through walls or shoot through rock. You just never know. Or, you wanna, I'd rather be overprepared than underprepared. That's you wanna, what I You want to know the actual reason there's a Gatling sure. gun? Toy deal. No. Yeah, the armadillo sells. That's what, that's what Michael Bay says. Oh, my gosh. The armadillo really? says sells much better with a Gatling. And this, <laughs> by the way, goes into part of why I think he's such a jerk. In the commentary track okay. is he talks down about his audience so much. Sure. He's like... You know, it's not so sophisticated if we could have made it an R movie, you know, with all the swearing. Yeah. And so we got to dumb it down, you know, because the kind of kids and the people that want to watch this kind of movie. I mean, he is so disrespectful <laughs> to the audience. And we talking about, like, we got to get this gun on this car. And, you know, that's what you got to do. And right. he just, and it's funny, Jerry Bruckheimer in the commentary track is great. Yeah. He is, course. you know, and he, obviously, Bruckheimer's a pro. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, and Michael Bay just seems like a spoiled kid. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and, and by the way, that is a real Gatling gun wow. that shot one, however many thousands yeah. of rounds a second, and they had to have full-time security on the gun because yeah. it's so dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, and the moment of William Fickner saying about Steve Buscemi, What's the matter with you, Rockout? This is insane. 
lost your mind? He's got space dementia. I'm out. That what? that line is just That's so stupid. That okay. is a stupid line. <laughs> I mean, clearly he's losing it. It might be a real thing, though. Space dementia. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not an astronaut. It's, just, it's a bad line. <laughs> My mother ain't no astronaut. <laughs> so, we gotta, so we got to tie after he does the uh, uh, riding the nuclear weapon, yes. a la Dr. Strangelove. <laughs> yes, which was a great reference again. Sure. AJ. Yes. He's in the armadillo. Yes. We take this jump with our thrusters. We fly so cool. way up into space. Yes. <laughs> Poor Lev hanging on. Lev's hanging on. <laughs> I think this goes into sort of ridiculous. Well, land. of course it does, but that's at that. But that point, though, if you're out of the movie by that point, they, they'd have lost you 37 different times before they got to that sequence. So when they get to that sequence, you're more you're more about enjoying well, it. And this is what, but this is why the first time I went okay, and the more I watched it, and all of these sort of things, like wait, that doesn't make sense. Where's the gravity? Why are they doing right. this? What does this mean? Right. That's why I'm not in it anymore. Mm-hmm. And that I can't. And this is the interesting thing. I can't go back to my innocent mind and okay. watch it like i did the first time okay you know i'm sorry i know it's sad well that's I why i love it well that's great and yep. you have gotten more you've gotten oh, your money's worth yes you know the fact that you you the fact that we suggested this is a possibility i was so happy to go back and watch it again and it's on netflix by the way so you can watch it uh yeah and so all that sequence happens is just to reaffirm the once again the that stick to that don't give up never give up this is a very american thing right galaxy quest says it no never never give it no retreat no surrender all those kinds of things it's, it's very american these slogans you know and so to me it just makes it's just taking advantage of that that idea that mentality yeah just keep going yeah just keep don't going quit. just keep going if you yeah. believe something no matter science or logic <laughs> or rational just, yeah. just bullheadedly sometimes go forward it just works out well, and, it, and and one thing I can say, and this is something I've thought about a lot for yeah. in terms of career and life, is yeah. that no one can guarantee that you'll succeed, but we all can guarantee that if you quit, you won't. Yeah, exactly. That is definitely true. Yeah. Now, and, and the way the movie is constructed, mm-hmm. the world is literally going to end if yes. these guys don't succeed. So exactly. they have to keep going. Yes. No question no about choice. it. After this crazy adventure... AJ arrives back at uh, where finds Harry. Yeah, and we have the great like I have five words for you, which yeah. has become a thing. But only after we lose uh, the original drill guy, he gets blown off into space because the uh, iron, they hit a gas pocket which explodes. Oh right, right, and right. They shoot and it shoots right. the drill so armadillo, armadillo, and so we lose him. Right. And it's great slow motion sequence right. going on. By the way, there's a great use of slow motion throughout this entire film. Well, so it goes I, off. And I then mean, let's be, let, let's be real clear. Michael yeah. Bay knows how to move that camera. He around. really does, um, man. Slow motion, yes. camera movement. And it's funny. I was thinking about it. You know, when we did the Die Hard podcast, yeah. uh, John McTiernan talked about his style of moving the camera and how revolutionary it was in 88. Yeah. I don't think you get Michael Bay level of camera movement without John McTiernan level of camera great. movement. That's a great That camera connection. is floating. It's always moving. Mm-hmm. It's always coming up the body, down, around, moving in from the side, going into slow-mo. Yeah. I would also argue Tony Scott. I would also argue Tony Scott with some of his movements in camera. Sure. With some of his lesser films. He obviously never hit really Scott levels, but his lesser films moved the camera around really well for action. Sequences. I like Tony Scott. And I, I'm not sure which our first Tony Scott movie will do. I, my vote is Crimson Tide. Which mm. I love. Like Crimson Tide or Man on Fire, I'm, I'm in for either one. I've never seen Man on Fire. What? Yeah. Steve. Yeah. That is such a good film, dude. I've always heard it's such great. Such a good film. I've always film. heard it's great. It's not maybe we should Maybe we should do that soon, and I'll just watch it for this. Done. 
I'm, yeah. a, I'm in for that. Yeah. All, All right. right. So, so the army of the Lokes, they show up. Ben Affleck shows up, and the guy. Damn glad to see you. The character actor on F, down in NASA says, "Your boyfriend's back." I yeah. love that sequence. Yeah. All right. Uh, and he's drilling, and what does he say? I know I can do this. <laughs> you gotta trust me. And we're back to this thing of belief. And what's funny about the construction of the movie is we start our introduction to AJ yes. is I know I can do this, which right. was wrong. Right. Then later on, in te- in t- and I think in the in the water simulation, he goes, "I know yes. I can do this," and he's wrong. And Harry is continually saying, "You don't know. Yeah. You don't know. You don't know." Now we're in our final scene, and this is you know classic film structure of you establish a pattern yes. you, you repeat the pattern you modify the pattern or yes. you evolve the pattern yeah what's weird about this one is he does exactly what he had done before right. which had been wrong right wrong except now this time it's right it's right this you, right. and you know why it's right why because otherwise the world would blow up that's right and it finally worked <laughs> out it's finally once again he didn't his, learn a lesson his stubborn his, his stubborn belief in himself is what got him through it his luck th- that the stubborn belief wow. happened to not be wrong this time. All right, that's fine. You can say luck. I well, say stubborn belief. Well, he, well, I'm not arguing that he was stubborn and believed in himself. <laughs> but it's always based on what? You've never yeah. been on an astro before. That's you fair. can't have feel for the equipment. You just learned how to use the armadillo <laughs> last week. You know, like. <laughs> but I, I would argue also, and to a degree, there there is this inherent belief that God is with them, right? There's references to God throughout the film, especially yeah. Bruce Willis when he says like that kind of, you know, God uh, hope they're with them. And so there's this, the reason they have Why that belief did God is send this asteroid to blow up the earth? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It was a test. <laughs> it it was a test. That's <laughs> 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 a rough test, man. Hey, man, he works in mysterious ways. That's what I've been told. So. This is very mysterious. <laughs> if he's working through Michael Bay, that is some really mysterious, <laughs> some real, mysterious. real mysterious ways. But right before, so so he hits the, the depth. They're all celebrating. And then the asteroid kind of has this explosion sequence with all these gas pockets blowing up. And we lose... A MacGruber, I think the guy was that dies, and then we so, have this great action. This so that Saturday Night Live character. Yeah, you're right, but I think his name was Gru- MacGruber or something. Oh no, no, it was a Hans. It's Gruber, Gruber. Because I remember he thought Hans Gruber because his name is Gruber, which I think is funny because I bet Bruce Willis had him name that uh, for because of Die Hard. But I think the big uh, rock rolling over Bruce Willis and Will Patton is such shot. a great sequence. It's a great shot. That just happened. Um, and now, okay, we finally we've dug our big hole. Yes. AJ's a hero. Yes. It's one problem. What's that? Nuclear bomb has to be can only be exploded yeah, manually because the gas pocket explosion ruined the uh, the uh, whatever the trigger to, to blow it up. Yeah, this is a classic sort of Star Trek moment. Mm, nice, you know. Uh, for instance, in the episode uh, Obsession, yeah, the episode Obsession, yes, yeah. yeah, where Kirk has to detonate the <laughs> antimatter. <laughs> And in fact, the exact same thing happens where he has a fight with his younger version of himself. Yes. Um, in order to, so, mm. <laughs> but that's okay. All right. I don't, I don't mind stealing from Star Trek. It's sure. fine. Uh, and there's a nice little moment. We have our drawing straws moment. Yes. AJ loses. I think right. Ben Affleck plays it really well. He really does, right? He's better. I, you know, a lot of people. Ben is not, good in this I, film. I like Ben Affleck. Is, I always yeah, have. Me too. I think what I think one of the problems with Ben Affleck is that they tried to make him into a certain kind of movie star, right? That he isn't, and they shouldn't have been that, right? And, and and he's like a lot. I I have a theory that there are certain actors who are better directors, yeah, and they just don't have. They're good actors, yeah, um, but they don't have a certain depth. And I think Ben Affleck is one of these guys. It's like football players. Some football players are better coaches than there are players. Right. They just know the game in a different way. Right. Yeah, so yeah, I agree with that. And one of the interesting things, if you do listen to the commentary track, is at the end, 
what's good is Ben is talking about all the things he learned about directing. Wow. And it's very clear that he is thinking then about directing. Wow. That's yeah, it's, and it's, it's, oh, I can't it's, wait to listen to this. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I mean, like I'm telling you, Michael Bay is just, there's I a thing know. in it where he's uh, talking about the costume designers mm -hmm. building the spacesuits and his disrespect towards this nice lady who was making a glove and he's screaming at her and swearing at her. And you know, this is, and yeah. then like, it's a disaster and you know, it's just like, Oh, you're one of those. Yeah. You he know, is. and he's always been known as that. Yeah. Um, so Bruce makes the ultimate sacrifice. Yes. He's going to stay behind. Do me a favor, will you? Just tell Grace that, um, I'll always be with her. Okay. Can you do that? Yeah. Okay, kid. Give it to Truman. Make sure Truman gets that. Get in here. It's my turn now. Harry! Harry! You can't do this to me! It's my job! Go take care of my little girl now. That's your job. Always thought of you as a son. Always. I'd be damn proud to have you marry Grace. Harry! You take care of yourself. Harry, no. I love you, Harry! I love you! Go, Harry! Wait a minute! I love you so! Don't do this, Harry! Been screaming and crying and all that jazz. Really great. It's a, it's a nice scene. It's yeah, a nice scene. And it definitely got me. I remember when I was in the I theater. Damn right it does. Yeah. It's real. It's real? It's real, <laughs> man. It's real pain. It's real sadness. It is. It's no, a father, it is. It's a father sacrificing for his, fam for his, for his family and his son. Yeah. Yeah. He tells her, he tells him, your job is taking care of my girl now. That's such a powerful move because he didn't, at the beginning of the film, he didn't want him to be the boyfriend. That's really rough the next year when the marriage isn't going well. Oh, stop it, you. <laughs> you, you, you bitter bastard. Stop it, you. Just saying. <laughs> All right. So then what happens next? Why well, You've seen the movie more than me. I know, I know, I know. So, so then next is like, Bruce Willis is going to stay there. He's going to remote detonate the bomb. So they set up a thing where Liv Tyler can talk to him. Uh, I don't know how they were able to remotely, I don't know where the camera is on the asteroid. That I get, but he, I guess he gets in the armadillo and has the, yeah. has the uh, back and forth with Liv Tyler, which is a really sweet. It's really good. And right? it's where Bruce Willis is, it's, it, 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 this is where Bruce Willis is really good. He's this always sort good of in these sensitive, moments. Yeah. Right? And apparently he was looking at pictures of his daughters. Not a surprise. Yeah, when he when he shot this. Yeah. It's really nice. Personally, but I'm a horrible person. Yeah. I was like, just blow up the nuclear bomb. Oh, stop it. Of course. What? He's gotta say goodbye to his girl. His no. daughter. Nope. What? No, not only that, I'd let everybody on that space shuttle die. Oh my god, you stop it. What is wrong with you? He's gotta sacrifice. That's an American thing to do. You sacrifice for everyone else. Oh, I'm not saying it's Purple wrong. Heart. I'm not saying it's wrong for the movie. It's absolutely right for the movie. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying if the fate of the world is in the next seven or eight minutes, <laughs> yes, and if we don't do this in the next seven or eight minutes, the entire planet is destroyed. Yes, blow that fucker up right now and oh, kill everybody on that. I, I don't give a what shit you're saying. because because what do we see in the next moment? The asteroid starts falling apart. It Bruce does. Willis almost doesn't do it. Yeah, he almost doesn't, doesn't it, get a chance to do it's it. It's like yeah. no, you do it that second. Yeah, but we need Harry Stamper to have one last moment of hero heroism. Absolutely true. Right? That's how movies work. That's mm -hmm. absolutely correct. And I love the chicks like, don't turn around, don't turn the space shuttle around, don't do it. Give him one more minute because he knows his friend. Because you know why? 
Harry's never believes. missed a step. Because he believes. Step. Because That's I believe. And, and, and age is a one more minute. That's right. Right. Because they believe do in it. him. Harry, don't quit. Harry, what does he say? He's never, he, he doesn't know how to quit. He doesn't know how to fail. That's fucking awesome. That's yeah. great. Yeah, that's bullshit. That's what you want out of a leader. He doesn't know how to fail. Yes. Yeah, people that say, I don't know how to fail. <laughs> I'm the only one. I've never missed a depth. That's not what I want out of a leader. I do. So, so then he, and I love this sequence when he hits the button because he says, Gracie, we win. Yeah. And then you have this weird kind cool of. Cool flashback. Yeah. And they come, they become each other in some kind of weird uh, 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 spotlight on them. I dug it. I dug it. I love it. It's really nice. And it's very short, which yes, I like. Yes, it is. It's which is very, very fast. Yeah. She's swinging on the swing. like hands out to hold his daughter. Yeah. Just great stuff, man. And then, and then boom. Boom. We blow it up. And apparently that space shuttle got farther enough away from the nuclear bomb. That's right. Sure. Like That's fine. Out. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know how fast space shuttles go. That's right. Uh, and we land and we get what is a really good moment of, of the, can I shake the hand of the daughter yeah. of, the, of the bravest man I ever met? Yep. That's good stuff. It is great stuff. That's good stuff. It got, I remember it got me in the theater too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, it's a, and the patch, giving the patch to Billy Bob is, is also, we, we didn't mention earlier, but there is that scene with Bruce and Billy Bob where they have a conversation where Billy Bob always wanted to go up in space but couldn't because of his physical ailments. And that's Bruce's way of, of showing, giving one last moment of respect before he dies. That one doesn't work for me as well. And no, it's not, it okay. just, it doesn't hit because I didn't get that. I wasn't that involved in the Billy Bob wanting to be an astronaut thing. I okay. love Billy Bob Thornton. Okay. But it didn't, like, it's not like the, the shaking the hand moment. Okay. In terms of emotional power for me. And it's not like, you know, the, the moment too that we had earlier which is hey mom that salesman's yeah, on tv yeah. and seeing them run up to will Patton, that yeah. really gets me that's, that's a, a great, great moment absolutely and absolutely. even the stripper coming up to <laughs> molly mounds yeah, yeah molly mounds a great stripper name that is but i think yeah. it works for me because i i like that sequence between bruce willis and billy pop because these are older actors having a moment and you don't need a lot of exposition only a lot of talking just men communicating with men understanding the sequence, understanding the, the, their desires or their, their inability to achieve something they wanted to achieve. And so when he gives them the patch, I like it. I think it's a sweet No, word. it's fine. It's fine. It doesn't, it doesn't have the emotional uh, resonance, resonance yeah. for me That's for fair. whatever reason. That's fair. Uh, and then we go into this wedding sequence, which is really nice with, again, Aerosmith has come back. Yes. And that great, great song. I don't know why the loan shark got front row at that wedding sitting next to Will Patton's girl. I, why isn't Will Patton sitting there? I, it's, uh, maybe he's part of the wedding party, I guess. But it's just weird. I don't know. Yeah, all of it is just kind of weird, that whole sequence. But I guess it's their way of feeling. I love they put like the pictures of the dead people in like as if yeah. like them being there with those pictures matters. It's just like an interesting sequence. It's, it's nice. And I, it's funny because I'm going like, wait, oh, that's who died. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> now I remember. Because right, right. it's very a lot of it's like, wait, wait, who did we just lose? Because right. sometimes it's hard to tell. Right. Um and it's funny, so they have a lot of Super 8 footage yes. that's shot there. That's Ben Affleck's Super 8 camera. Oh wow. And it was actually his idea because he had been shooting Super 8. You know, learning mm-hmm. how to direct, and he told Michael Bay, "Hey, do you? What if we shoot some of this?" Yeah. And so he's shooting some of that. Michael Bay shooting with the Super 8 camera. Yeah. Then Ben Affleck shooting uh, 35 millimeter yep. handheld. Yeah. And uh, and and that was all sort of done right at the end and in Los Angeles. And they had a big party and food fights, and they were just filming it all and that kind of stuff. I love really it. Fun. I love it. That's a nice sequence. Yes, it is. All right, John. Yeah. Final thoughts on Armageddon. What a phenomenal film. I love it to death. And I will watch it a million times before I die, hopefully. And it's such a, to me, it's just such a great, it's just something, for whatever reason, it hits all my buttons, my patriotic buttons, my military buttons, my playful buttons combined with 
handling stuff that's serious. I always love to joke through serious situations because it's a way of maintaining my sanity. It just hits all the right moments. And I love the direction. I love the clean looks of the cinematography in certain sequences. I love the acting that goes on in this, the very grounded acting from a lot of these independent actors. Uh, and uh, I think it's one of Bruce Willis's best performances uh, as an actor, as a leader in, a, in a, this kind of film. Uh, and I think the direction of Michael Bay is still, this kind of stuff still Is it the last up. good Bruce Willis? No, because um, I liked him in 16 Blocks. Oh, I didn't see it. Oh, it's he's so good in sixteen mm. blocks, man. And Lucky Number Slevin, he's nice. Oh, yeah, in Lucky yeah, Number yeah. Slevin too. That so too. He has these. He has these uh, times where he shows up and he's really good. There's a lot of moments. not good Bruce Willis yes, in the last. Since then. Mails it in and stuff sometimes. Yeah. So I would say I, if you've never seen it or haven't seen it or if you've only seen it once, like watch it again. Like enjoy what it would what it's like to put a film like this together. It's not easy. Michael Bay is one of these rare directors that can do. You can bitch Michael Bay's quality to the end of time, sure. But you find me anyone that can do these kinds of films so consistently well as Michael Bay. Winner, quality argument aside, his technical ability to create these kinds of films and the scope of these films, you cannot deny, in my opinion. I don't think you can deny it. Yeah. I, I 100% agree. His technical ability is great. It and is. the things that he does are really, it, I don't think he necessarily makes good films most of the time. <laughs> Um, the, okay. so, so my final thoughts I wrestle with the same thing I wrestled with at the beginning mm-hmm. well, two things is one if you love a film love it that's yeah. great mm-hmm. and there are some films I love that aren't necessarily that good and I'm going to continue to love them right. and I really feel that cutting down people for liking a film ah. that you th- I think that's just a mean thing to do right I agree and, 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 and this is as a person who has done it a lot. Me too. And I used to do it back most years. And trying like to go like, no, it's good. What, if you love a thing, then that's a gift and that's yeah. awesome. And and the thing too is that I cannot deny that there's all sorts of great things in this mm-hmm. film. We've talked about them. Mm-hmm. And we go to this issue of suspension of disbelief. And there's a certain point in me that I just turn on the movie. Yeah. And I can no longer suspend my disbelief. I can admire mm-hmm. the technical aspects. I can love the ensemble cast. I can even be moved by certain moments, but there are just certain things where like, I can't. And yet, there mm-hmm. are other movies that probably have as just as many problems that I do suspend my disbelief. Yeah. And maybe it's when you came to them or 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 what kind of person you are yeah. or maybe it's just stuff you dig. Like, for instance, I'll watch a kung fu movie that's yeah. bad. Yeah. And if the fight scenes are great, I'm cool because right. that's what I came there for. Right. Um, and in this one, that doesn't work that way. Well, a number of our friends love this film. A number of our friends, intelligent friends. Michael Vogel loves Armageddon. Right. Uh, Shannon McClung loves Armageddon. Jen Groskop loves Armageddon. These are people that we know who are accomplished, intelligent people in their fields, and they love this movie. There's well, just something great. that speaks to them about the movie, and so yeah. They're, they're, and well, but there are pe- there are plenty of people on your side as well, Steve. I've experienced this throughout my life. Man, Maurice Jones, who is my best friend from Virginia, he is one of the smartest people I know. He's the city manager of Charlottesville, Virginia. He hates this movie. And that's just how it is. Well, and I don't hate it. He but sees it's the logic. It but, falls in logic. Yeah, that you but it's see. definitely it's definitely I find it problematic. Yeah. Um. And so you know what? We really need to know, need to know what you think. Yes. Like, what do you think of Armageddon? Are you are you are you Team Roca or Team Morris? <laughs> Which oh, we will call. We're doing that now. We'll okay. call it. We'll call it Team Belief and Team Logic. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, and uh, we, if you want to tell us what you think, you can visit us on our Facebook page. That's at Cinephile, C-I-N-E dash F-I-L-E-S. You can find me at Twitter at S-R Morris. John, where can they find you? Yeah, you guys can always find me at The Roca Says, R-O-C-H-A, on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, co- follow us. Follow us because we love interacting with you guys. We love all the comments. Uh, please, like Steve has said a number of times on the, the last few episodes, please leave us comments on iTunes. Please leave us ratings on iTunes. It really helps us. 
on Stitcher. We are the Cinna Files with a, a space between Cinna and Files with an F. Um, tell people about it. More people are learning about us, and we're making some moves to move into bigger networks. Hopefully, to get this uh, uh, this groundswell of support uh, validated for this podcast. And we can't thank you all enough for being with us from the first episode, or if you just if this is your first episode, going back and downloading all the other episodes to enjoy our conversations because we love doing this film, this episode, or this show. We are having a great time, and we are going to have a great time next week. Yes, on the Cinephiles. <laughs>